In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Folks, what is up? Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Wednesday episode. If you're listening to this and it's Wednesday, you've made it halfway through the week. Congratulations! You did it! I always say you can coast from this point on. Now, a lot of people listen to this later than Wednesday. So if you're listening to this on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you've already made it. If you're listening to this on a Monday or Tuesday, you got a long road to go until that sweet weekend. But not the people that are listening on Wednesday. Um, I hope everybody's doing great out there. I'm in Arizona still. Um, yeah, my, my mom and dad say, hey, um, this it, it's only 9 o'clock here right now. Uh, working a little earlier than I usually do. Um, but uh, I... I'm so excited about today's episode. Now, we've had a great week of shows already. We had Laguna Biatch, uh, Kelly Williams from Beyond the Blinds on Monday. On Tuesday, we had Sam, the new cast member from Summer House, plus a VPR update. Uh, I, I'm scared VPR will never... <laughs> we, we, we'll be talking about VPR for the rest of our doggone lives now. Um but today, I was really, really looking forward to today. Now, I did this interview last week. I think it was last week. Time means nothing anymore. I, I mean, this, God, I, I just got to say this interview was really special for me. If you've listened to this show from the beginning, I've talked about reality shows every episode. Um, and I've talked about like kind of what got me into reality shows. And we have a cast member from a show today is one of the, re I mean, these shows, uh, MTV's The Real World, it was a groundbreaking show um, about a bunch of kid strangers picked to live in a certain location that agreed to have their lives taped and they would start getting real. And this show meant everything to me as a kid. And I watched, I mean, I watched pretty much every season up until I think it's like I tapped out around like season 22 or something. Cause I was just, I was like, well, it's feeling weird. Like, I, I don't know if I, you know, it, it switched from these earlier seasons where it was just so amazing. So many great conversations, so many great people. But as you get older, that time in your life, um, you kind of start growing past that or you're, you're you know, you're like, Oh, I'm going to keep watching. <laughs> I'm going to keep watching 21 year olds. Um, and, uh, but those first, gosh, those first, 14 seasons. I mean, just it, 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 they meant the world to me. These shows, I mean, we talked about pop culture on Monday, that they can really move the needle. They really mean something to us. And real world is kind of got what got me into the power of reality television. And uh, I, I introduce our guest today and I tell her about uh, how much they meant, uh, how much this show meant to me as well. But I'm just telling you guys again, um, I want to remind people that I got on a kick of the real world. There's not many seasons out there. You can find a couple on Hulu. You can find uh, two seasons on Netflix, uh, only season 12 and season 26. And who cares about season 26? But season 12, it is real world Las Vegas, where they uh, stayed at a converted penthouse at the uh, the Palms Resort, uh, Casino and Resort. And it um, I found it on Netflix about a month ago, just accidentally. Like I don't, there was, I wasn't even searching for it. And I was like, what? And just binged the whole 26, 27 episodes. And it took me back. I remembered specifically watching that. I remember who I was watching these episodes with. I remember uh, it was back when you had a VCR folks, kids, if you're listening, 
we, we, you DVRs. Oh my God. If I knew DVRs were going to exist when I was, I, I would have just been like, whoa, you had to literally set a VCR timer to tape MTV. So you could get your fix of MTV's the real world. I mean, this, that's literally, this is how, uh, you know, in the old days, my parents would say, like, I had to walk in uh, two miles to school in the snow. And I'm like, well, I used to uh, have to tape the real world on a VHS recorder on a six-hour tape. And sometimes I would have to tape over shows that I like just to be able to tape something I really like, the, like the real world. But today our guest is Chriselle Canatella from The Real World Las Vegas, season 12. And she, to me, was the breakout star of this season. Now, it's so interesting in talking to her. I forgot some of the things uh, surrounding the discourse of this show, and we talk all about that. And she just couldn't have been nicer, couldn't have been more good-spirited. I mean, she has such a kind spirit when you watch the show back, and uh, but she just was so game for anything. She was just so—it's just so nice to talk to somebody that genuinely— um, seems like they're excited, you know, that they want to talk to you. It's just really great. And I, I genuinely, I was starstruck, you guys. I was starstruck. Like this to me was like, wow, it doesn't get any better than this. That, you know, last week when I did this, I was like, man, I have the coolest job in the world that I got to talk to somebody that I liked so much watching this reality television and talk to her all of these years later and, and be able to see where she's at. And she seems like she's doing great. We get to catch up on all the real world Las Vegas cast members. Uh, by the way, she is a huge reality television fan. We go over housewives things. Uh, we talk real, we talk tons about housewives towards the end of the episode. But she just has had a real fascinating life. We talk about uh, people, celebrities that she might have dated or, or what so and whatnot. I mean, it gets into everything. She just truly had a fascinating, fascinating life. But she's also just seems like such a great person. I will say I'm very proud of this. I told her... Um, after we were talking, I said, yeah, maybe you should watch Vanderpump Rules because it's the only show she was not watching. And I am proud to say that over the weekend... Trishelle has started her Vanderpump Rules journey, and I was DMing with her this weekend, and I was like, oh my god. I was so excited, happy, and proud of her that she started, and and it's it's just wild. She, I mean, she did this show in 2002, and we were talking about how wild reality television has become since then. Um but this interview truly goes into it all. But try to take your ba- t- take yourself back to 2002. That's why I played the Nelly song at the beginning, because that's very 2002 to me. Uh, but just so many great memories came out of that year for me. And watching Real World Las Vegas was just one of those memories. Um, so this is truly just truly a joy for me to be able to interview her today. And I hope you guys love her and love this as much as, as, as I did doing it. Cause it was just truly cool. Uh, a couple of show notes. Remember with these shows, you can, there's timestamps. So you can skip right to the Trishel interview, which we're actually going to go to right now. Um, but like even yesterday's episode, we did a VPR update where there's a timestamp and then you can go to our guest, Sam from Summerhouse, There's a timestamp right there. 
for that. So listen to it however you want. I just want to let you know they're in the descriptions. Also, if you like the uh, incredibly amount, <laughs> the incredible amount of hard work that goes into this with me, Meditza, Sandra, Marissa, all these people that help me with this now, uh, please consider it rating it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, that's always a big help. Also, we just did an hour and a half summer house recap of Monday night's episode, but we go into so many other things. Sandra did that one with me and we talked about fetishes. We talked, um, we, I mean, we, it went all over the map, so that might be worth your time. Patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. Um, and I think that's it. I hope you guys are doing well. Are you doing okay? I didn't even get to ask yet, but I, I hope you are. Um, on Thursday's episode, I'll get to talk a little bit about the the new trailer that got released for Courtney and Travis, Barker's reality television, which is a Kardashian spinoff. We'll talk a little bit about Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner. We'll talk all that, all that nonsense. But today, we've got a legend joining us. Uh, once again, the real world Las Vegas, Trishel Canatella, and I'm going to play you the opening of the real world. This is going to take you back, you guys, and then we'll go immediately into the interview after that. Have a great day. This is a true story. True, true story. story of seven strangers picked to live in a casino, worked together, and had their lives taped to find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. The real Welcome back to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, sponsored by iHeartRadio. Uh, today has been a long time coming. Now, if I could have told you uh, in 2002 that I would be interviewing our next guest, I would have been like, you shut the heck up. You are a liar because I was so in love with our next guest. Uh, she was on a reality show that you know my story with reality show, guys. This the real world was the thing that got me into reality TV. It's the thing that got a lot of us into reality television. Now, the first bunch of seasons were great. Then it kind of fell off. Then it got to season 12, which was a magical season, a season that took place in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, I watched this every week with my best friend, Patrick. We just were obsessed with this show. All my friends were obsessed with this show. And uh, cut to a couple weeks ago, the power went out at, uh, at, the, at my house and had to go to a hotel. They had Netflix on the hotel. And some for some reason, the real world popped up on Netflix, but they only had two seasons. Season 28, which who cares about that season, and season 12. And that season happened to be a real world Las Vegas. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I put this on? It'll, it'll reminisce. And you guys, I... I watched the entire thing again within three days and it really cheered me up. And it was so, it was so pure. It was so like, it was just, just so amazing. And I just want to remind you before the introduction, the people that were in this season, Alton, Bryn, Irulan, Frank, Arissa, Steven, and our next guest, uh, I just cannot wait to speak with her. Her name is Trishel Canatella. Trishel, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. That was quite an introduction. I'm like Trishel, nervous I, to be on the show now. <laughs> I could keep going. Like, honestly, you uh, to me are an icon in reality television. And I know it's it's wild because that was so long ago. Yet for me, it was just like yesterday. Do you ever feel like it was just yesterday for you? Or you're like, oh man, it, it feels forever ago. So it in real life, it seems like it was yesterday. But whenever I actually started watching, because my husband had never seen the show. Oh, I started no. Watching, yeah, <laughs> started watching it with him. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I was a baby back then. You were. Guys, that was 20, it filmed in 2002. So that's 21 years ago. I was like, we're in 2012 right now. So that was 10 years ago. Yeah, it was 10 (laughs) years ago. We've been in 2012 for a while. But (laughs) But, um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was just, so, and by the way, just so you guys know, five years later, they did a reunion season with that, because by the way, this season was one of the most popular seasons real world ever had. But yeah. then you also, you went on to do guest spots. I mean, like, uh, you were on like fear factor at one point you were on married at first sight and this weird cameo you popped up in. And I want to say this, I was thinking about this yesterday because a, uh, uh, speculation came about that, uh, that, Real Housewives of New Orleans could potentially be in the future for Bravo. And our friend of the show, Danny Pellegrino, tweeted out, this is made for Trishel because you currently live in New Orleans. Would you ever consider being a Real Housewife? Um, You know, it would be something that I would... I mentioned it to my husband and he was like, oh, that sounds fun because he actually likes attention more than he likes to (laughs) admit. He is just like about the drama too. Like every once in a while, I'll be watching like one of the housewives and he'll chime in and I'm like, oh, so you have been paying attention. Got it. Got it. So um, yeah, I think it's definitely something I would have to think about just because I would want to kind of know who the cast was first. But um, yeah, there's a couple of girls that I would love to film with in the city. Yeah, I mean, by the way, you've got to follow her on Instagram. You are you are one of the busiest people in New <laughs> Orleans. It's like, I will go to your thing. You're always at a different fundraiser, a different event. You're at the ballet. You're at like nonstop <laughs> New Orleans events. You were dressed up in a Britney Spears costume the other day. <laughs> well, I mean, what are you just every day? Is there a different event in New Orleans? Well, there is. New Orleans is absolutely the most fun city to live in. I have lived here. Well, I'm from Louisiana. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Like I'm from the Bayou. I'm from South of New Orleans, but you know, New Orleans has always been my jam ever since I was a baby. We're like Saints fans. So anyway, I've lived in LA, Montreal, Boston, (laughs) Vegas. I've lived in a lot of different cities. New Orleans by far is the most fun place. If you want to drink seven days a week, <laughs> you can do that here. I'm here. drinking right now. Yeah. I, I mean, really, listen, it's two, it's two in the afternoon. <laughs> I got at least two more hours before I start drinking. But I will say I was just in New Orleans for uh, New Year's Eve for a wedding. And it really was the most fun trip that I've had. It really is just like this special place. But I always love your Instagram because I'm just like, damn, do you ever stay at home? Like, I almost felt bad asking you to do like a sit down interview because it seems like you're always out and about. But that's what I want to see on Real Housewives. I would love to see, I mean, why were you dressed in the Britney Spears outfit? You got, I mean, what was that all about? Okay, so this is kind of a funny story. Um, I love drag brunches. Um, I think everybody who knows me knows that I am um, an advocate and an ally of the LGBTQIA community. So anyway, um, I go to a lot of events, you know, like drag brunches and things like that. So uh, one time I went and one of the queens was like, bitch, I know you. And, you know, she was all dressed up. So I kind of was like, oh, okay. She probably recognizes me maybe from the show. She's like, nope, we went to high school together. We were in drama, <laughs> we were in drama club together. Now keep in mind, I am from a tiny, tiny town. And there were like 10 of us in drama club, but I knew exactly who it was. And I was like, oh my God. So I went to see her. Her name's Cookie Baker. If you're in New Orleans, she's amazing. <laughs> so I went to see her show and it was Britney Spears themed. This was on Sunday. And so I went as Britney from the toxic video, flight attendant. Flight attendant, husband, yes. My husband's a pilot. So obviously I had to be the flight attendant. 
Yeah. I, I, I love that uh, so much. Um, if I could put you in a time machine right now and take you back, and by the way, I have a lot of young listeners too that unfortunately do not know the history of the real world and what, how amazing, it was just truly an amazing reality show. Before reality shows were like hour longs, you were like half hour in the beginning. And each week it was like beautifully edited together. They had all mm-hmm. kinds of 90s music in it. It was like yeah. 90s and early 2000s music. It was just, it kind of blew you away each week, especially if you were younger. But what, what made you audition for the show? You're from a small town. What gave you the courage or the idea of like, yeah, I'll put an audition tape together for the real world? Okay. The young people are going to be like, what? But I was driving in my car. I was my senior year of <laughs> What's college. What's a car? Yeah. No, no, no. I was listening to the regular radio, not like an iPad or anything. Or an iPod. Um, I was listening to like 97.1 and they were like, they had an advertisement and it was like, Hey, like you could win $50,000 if you, if you're athletic and you want to be on this reality show and it's traveling around the United States. And I was like, I could do that. So instead of going to class, I drove from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where I was in college to new Orleans. And I auditioned for a show that was not the real world. It was a different show. And then the show got canceled. It was supposed to be a sort of like a spinoff of road rules for CW, which is another like what what is that? Yeah, guys, there used to be a network called the CW uh, and, and the WB. Yes, yes. <laughs> guys, it was a very sad time in America. We only had 56 stations. Yeah, yeah. it might have been WB. I don't even remember. It was yeah. one of the old ones. So anyway, long story short, the same production company, our casting people that were doing this show was doing the real world. I had never even thought that I could be on the real world. I was a fan of the show before I was ever on it. And I just thought that these people were just like, they had an in or they were yes. just like had crazy personalities. Like, how do they even get on the show? Like my mind did not go there. So then they were like, Hey, like they called me months later after I auditioned and was like, are you interested in doing the real world or road rules? And I was like, Oh, I'd be so good at road rules. I actually wanted to do the RV show. <laughs> By the way, people forget that before the challenge started, it was road rules and they would travel around and do these kind six, of challenges. And then it became. Yeah. yeah. And then it became what was known as the challenge, which exactly. you eventually got to do. Yeah. So uh, at the time I was very athletic. And so uh, I wanted to do the whole kicking everyone's butt, being the cool girl who like could beat the boys. And so uh, they were like, uh, no, we're going to drop you in Vegas with a bunch of hot people. <laughs> and so eventually I got cast for that. I love that they said, they clarified, don't worry, it's going to be hot people. You're going to be with <laughs> other hot people. Now you, you actually do go there and you're from this small town. And I think that is something that we were, uh, you know, that, that we kind of saw it through your eyes of somebody, your voice was even different down there, you know, back then it was so light and it was so kind of like apologetic in tone in a certain way compared to even hearing your voice right now. Um, I want to read you Mary Ellis Boonham and Jonathan Murray were the co-creators and executive producer of the real world. And Mary Ellis described this season uh, in the official uh, real world Las Vegas book that um, my, my copy here says this season completely pushes the envelope. It's going to surprise people the way sex in the city did when it premiered the real world Las Vegas, Vegas takes it even a step further. The cast was very comfortable with their sexuality and they also had a natural and immediate attraction to each other. And I will say that is where this real world kind of took off a little differently than other seasons because immediately there was making out, there was hooking up with everybody in the cast. Was that like the first day you're there? Do you remember what those feelings were? Because originally in the first episode, they try to sit, they try to put like you and Frank together potentially. Right. Because 
he's the nerdy guy. I'm the Southern innocent girl. So it made sense. And so um, they don't want me with the divorce hot guy who was the bad boy, who was like a bartender. And a David, bar, right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I come from a very small town in a very suppressed Republican Christian background. And I have always had to suppress, I would say like my sexuality. And when I went on the show, I just remember, I was like, wow, I had these thoughts, like my curious thoughts, like, you know, these girls are beautiful. Like, am I attracted to women? Like I, I didn't really know. And I was like dealing with all of that in real time during filming. And so it, yeah, I think I was just thrown in so quickly and I kind of forgot that the cameras were there after a few hours, which is insane. And I know people but that's are like, what we want from our reality yeah, stars is for I, you not to be aware. And that's why I think this season in particular was so good. And what you're, yeah. what you're speaking about too, was the, you know, there's a little bit of making out with Bryn and Steven and a hot tub. And it was like, it was splashed everywhere. It was a Newsweek, USA Today. That was Today. a big deal back oh, then. It was a big moment, which by yeah. the way, was cracking me up because you were talking I was making incessant posts about Vanderpump rules lately. And you were like, should I be watching this show? This seems, and it's like, this seems insane compared to what we used to do. Yeah. But back then this was considered taboo. And you, I just want to let people know they were kind of just making out in a jacuzzi and kind of touching each other, but it wasn't like you guys were hanging from a wall and leather and no. whips. It was really tame. If you watch it now, which I don't know what that says about our society, but yeah. it's what you were actually going through. I was slut shamed so hard so hard hardcore it was crazy and now i'm like man why couldn't i like come up in the day of reality tv when it was like cool to be sexual <laughs> it was not cool know, was like, wait, you made it cool you you were one of the founding <laughs> fathers of making this well by the way it just wasn't that crazy because i was like that's what I think people really resonated for this season is that I remember being of a, a similar age of like, that's what all my friends were out there doing, making yeah. out, hooking up, having mistakes, having one night stands. They felt guilty about not, you know, it's that kind of weird period of time without yeah. your family or without any kind of structure and you go crazy. And this season really captured that. Um, eventually you do uh, within like the second episode, you do start making out with Steven. They are put up at uh, a hotel, the Palms Casino, and they they actually knocked down all of these suites to make your uh make your abode that you stayed in for the six months. It was and still they, very small, too small. <laughs> it did look like, but because by the way, so every like everybody like Steven would uh sorry, Alton would be out there trying to like hook up with a girl in the bathtub, and you can hear it from the other room. Yeah. You can feel how small <laughs> that was, but you within the second episode, you guys were at like a like a Palms nightclub or something. And just randomly, you and Steven start making out, and then it happens right in front of Frank. And this is Literally the first two on episodes. his lap. <laughs> oh, and his face is just like, and I forgot about oh, this. God. But then from then on, you and Steven were like hot and heavy, and it was one of the we now call it gaslighting in some ways. I know that's an overused term, but Steven, you were like you you seemed like you were a young girl in love with this dude yeah. and the dude wanted to completely sleep with you, be with you, all of this stuff, but he couldn't admit it. And every time you went away from him, he'd pursue it even further. It was the wildest relationship to watch over 28 episodes, 20 years later. Do you have any new thoughts on that relationship with Steven? So the craziest thing I think that happened is <clears throat> whenever we were doing the show, when it started airing, I was beginning of like, 2003 end of 2002 so we were starting to do appearances and this was like the first time 
in the United States kind of when reality TV or TV people started to do bar appearances. It's before Kardashians, before all of this stuff. Yeah. Yes. Literally. Like we started doing that. So we would be doing, um, we would be doing an appearance and I'd be like with Steven and Frank and they would make us watch the episode, not make us, but they would, we would watch our episode for the first time in real time. So I was near Steven watching all of this happen, watching him say, I'm not going to take her on a date. I'm just sleeping with her. The worst. It was. Yeah. I mean, there were times that we definitely, I was upset times that I cried. And then there were times that I was just like, I'm an idiot. And I definitely, I toughened up after watching my show. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I I would think so. And also I don't want to completely bag on Steven because that's what the surprise of the real world does for you. And it's, it says a lot to who we are in real, the real world ourselves is that Steven was sometimes a complete dirtbag to you, but then he would turn around and be like, you know, uh, Alton, this is my gay best friend. You don't have anything to be scared about with Mm -hmm. gay people. Like he was teaching, like, you know, he had a lot of interesting thoughts that I thought were like dead on. It was just that I hated how he treated you. That was such a thing that just like drove me insane episode after episode. But I will say in the end, whenever I started to get all the immediate backlash, hate, all this other stuff, Steven was my biggest supporter, defender, everything. He would go on shows. I mean, he literally walked out of an interview, like a huge interview. um, And because they were being so rude about me and he was just like, I'm not going to take this. She's not like that. Like, and so, yeah, I mean, he, and we still talk all the time, actually. He texted me like a couple days ago. I wanted to ask where you are with everybody in a second, but that was just the other thing. Cause I was watching the 28 episodes. Then I watched the reunion, which you weren't at the reunion. No, I was Why in Mexico. You not, it said you were overseas or something. Okay. I was in Mexico, but a lot of people had flown out of Mexico. Uh, I was doing like spring break hosting or whatever. And um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all more stories about that. But, um, so anyway, I could have flown back, but honestly I didn't want to because I had gotten so much heat that I need, I needed like to, to be off. Like I didn't want all the questions that they were going to ask me. And I felt very upset about everything. So I just took a break. See, that's, that's fascinating to think about because I was just remembering in my, you know, little, you know, of like, Oh, this was the best show ever. And we loved it so much. And now like, I'm just, and this is like right when the internet, you guys was really picking up steam, you know, yeah. it's not what it is now, but there was still all, you know, message boards, things like that. Message and I, re- I really forgot about all that crap that you kind of had to go through. And now, like I said, you watch it and you're a completely sympathetic character that I think the audience would see the adventure through of somebody that is from a small town trying to feel like, you know, sow their oats, like a lot of guys do. And there was nothing, there's nothing to me. It was just like, Oh, this is so tame that I can't believe you got all of that. But it seems like you got it so much that it really did leave a lasting mark at the time for you. So you said earlier how I sound like a completely different person and, you know, and this. So after the show, I really was on the show, like a pretty timid person, like I had said, from my family upbringing. And, you know, I I went from cut off to Mississippi to college. So it's not like I had a lot of life experience and hadn't been around a lot of different people the whole nine yards. There was a way that I should have been. There was a way that I was supposed to act. And that's what I did, Um, despite how I really felt. But anyway, after the show, I was like, okay. People going to call me a whore. They're going to call me all these things. They're, uh, then guess what? I'm going to do more television. I'm going to be exactly who I am times 10. So I, I wouldn't, I, I kind of played up the fact, I would say, um, with a couple of the other shows that I had done. 
I did Playboy, you know, something that, you know, um, my family was very, you know, horrified about. Um, So, yeah, I kind of use it to my advantage a little bit. I had to. Yeah. I mean, and and, I mean, now, I mean, we've got reality stars on steroids. Like, it's so funny of like you at that moment of reality reality shows were just kind of really, really getting like picking up steam. And it eventually led to Housewives and Vanderpump Rules and all of these things, which I would be horrified now. Like, if you got thrown in the mix of that, like, how the heck would you handle all of this going through what you went through? Um, We did also see a lot of conversations like you had mentioned with your family, with your father, with your sister, where those were like really some of the most real scenes that you'll watch because it's you. Yeah. Because it's like you saying like, you know, you know, daddy, don't be upset or, you know, talking to your sister. And she's like, Trishelle, you're not that way. Are you? And it was really so real. And you gave that all to reality television. I just, I can't imagine how that messed with you not even in the moment, but just continuing years later, seeing that on the screen. Like the other day when I was watching it with my husband, when my dad said, do you want to bring shame to, quote, yes. do you want to bring shame to your entire family? Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I was like, I shudder. Like I I still, it made me nauseous because it put me way back where I was. And it was just like, I'm disappointment. I'm disappointing my family. You know, just, I can't be who I am. You know, this whole thing. But the silver lining of that is while my family's still who they are, they have since way opened up their mind to um, different types of people and, you know, let people, let me be who I am and things like that. And so, you know, and they still love you. Of I mean, course. That's, yeah. That's so the, we're still you know. close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, where are you with, I mean, like for me, like I said, this is so fresh in my mind, but can I go through each one of the real world characters and just ask where, yeah. you know, okay. So yeah. Alton, where, what, what's your, where are you with Alton right now? And by the way, after the real world, uh, him and Erlon had this, um, 
uh, very hot and heavy romance. Like it was actually turned into love and they continue yeah. to date. They did the challenge together. Uh, I don't know if I'm misspeaking, but I believe Elton cheated with somebody on the challenge and that affected their relationship. I don't know if that, it, if I'm remembering that correctly or not, but when is the last time you've spoken with Elton? What is, what is he up to? I wish you did him last. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. You know what? I can. You know what? Easy. Bryn. Go What's back going to on with Bryn? Let's okay. go with Bryn. Bryn. Oh, I love her. Uh, we we still text. We talk every once in a while. Um, she is doing great. She has like a large family. She has a few kids. Um, she had gotten married to a guy that was on the show, Austin. Yes. He came to visit her. Yeah. The, the, but, well, by um, the way, he had the, the uh, bleach blonde spiked hair, which was a big look back then. That was the jam. Huge. That was the jam. Huge we are all look. like, thought he was Huge. so cute. Yeah, (laughs) but they were married for a long time. They have beautiful children and um, yeah, now they're divorced, but she's dating. And so she's doing great. She's doing really great. She looks amazing. She looks the same. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, I was internet stalking all of you. I mean, I, I mean, I was like lovingly internet stalking, yeah. but I went and she seems like she has like a really real life. She has kids. She was, a, you know, like I was like, wow, this is wild to see this person that you just watched. And they're out here having just this kind of really seems like a really nice life with a good family. She gets, she didn't even like it when I tag her in a photo. Like if like, I remember we did this whole thing where we all went to Vegas and kind of reunited. Yeah. And uh, I tagged her in a photo. She was like, I'm getting all these random follows. Like, can you not tag me in your photo? She's just like so real. She does not want any. I didn't message her. I didn't follow her. (laughs) I I was like, I'll leave her be, but it was just nice to actually see that she's okay. Yeah. She's Uh, just like a real girl. Yeah. Arissa, what is going on with Arissa? Because Arissa was another person that we saw her struggles with her mother. She was going through so much, uh, you know, you could just tell her emotional uh, growth and maturity was like growing in Vegas and yeah. seeing what she wanted for her life. Where is Arissa nowadays? This is crazy. Actually, Arissa stayed with me for a few months in New Orleans recently because um, she was like, you know, I, I want to move out of L.A. and I'm not sure. I think I would really like New Orleans. And so uh, she came here. She's a very spiritual, uh, spiritual person. Yeah. So this is a very good city for her to like connect to all that, to her spirituality and things like that. And so she um, she lives here now. So she stayed with me for a little bit and we hung out. Please tell me you had cameras while she lived with you. No. Please tell me this is a reality show somewhere. Come on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, it, but, you know, she's doing great. She actually works here now and she lives in New Orleans still. So you were close and you stayed close enough with these people where you were like, come stay with me for a couple of months. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, was it like old times? Were you out there? Pretty on, much, on the yeah. T- I mean, <sighs> she, uh, I'm still wild and she's not anymore. So that was a difference. She's like, yeah. oh, wow, you guys really do go out and like hang out. I'm like, sorry. She's more like, she isn't like a huge crowd. And I'm like, always with people like the after parties at my house. Like you I'm know, telling the- you guys got to get on this Instagram. She had <laughs> it's and there's never the same people. It's like you have a billion friends. Like you were like Andy Garcia. The actor was in one the other day. I was like, who the that heck are random. you hanging out with? It was very <laughs> random. And then, like I said, you're like wind up at the ballet with your husband. And I'm just like, this is why, which by the way, off topic, how did you meet your husband? Who's a pilot? Like you said, Tinder, you met your dude on Tinder. Yeah. He thought I was a catfish. <laughs> were you a catfish? <laughs> no, wait, and you met in 2017, right? Yeah, uh, yes, 2017. Wow, and what has made him different than anybody else that you've been in a relationship with? He it, he was not a reality TV fan whenever we first met, so he didn't like know who I was or anything like that. He was like showing pictures to his like pilot friends. He was a fighter pilot, um, the Air National Guard, so he's like flew jets and everything. Super smart guy, aerospace engineer, like he's amazing. And so he was showing the pictures, and they were like, "Wait, 
I know that girl. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 no. So they were like Googling and he was like, that's her. But I, yeah, it, it was just pretty crazy. So anyway, I, I liked him because he was genuine and he's a good guy. Yeah, no, I mean, it seems like you guys have such an awesome life. Um, Frank. Frank turned out to be, if I'm not mistaken, an, an investment banker, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that where he's, which is like just classic what you would think Frank would wind up as. Um, if <laughs> you really watch the show, I really, I was like, yes, this totally makes sense. What is your relationship yeah. with Frank like? Um, Frank and I are friends. I probably talk to his wife more than him though, actually on, on Instagram and stuff, but um, he's doing great. He's super successful, a uh, real estate investor. He is been su very successful. He's probably one of the most successful people that's ever come out of the show. Yeah. Like I, I was yeah. like, I was like, the guy is like really high up there. And I was yeah. talking to a couple of people like, they were like, yeah, he does really well. And then I looked at his uh, website that has, and it's just him, Frank in a suit. And it's like 20 years later, but it's, it's Frank. And I'm he like, looks this guy is his he hair hasn't moved in 21 years. His hair is exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Irulan, what's where's she at? Uh, she lives in Long Island, and she ended up marrying. This is so crazy, y'all. Y'all have to watch the show. She ended up marrying a guy that was actually featured on the show as one of her best friends, and now they have two kids. Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. In fact, because I, 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 wow, I didn't know that. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so good. She's she's they happy have that kids and she's like a PTA mom. She's like best mom ever. She looks exactly the same. Like literally everyone looks amazing. I will tell you though, Irulan, I got worried about. Uh, and by the way, same with uh, Arissa, same with Alton. One of the heaviest uh, smoking seasons I've ever seen on <laughs> reality television. You guys, if you you if you remember before you got into the place, I guess it was the lobby, like the lobby area, oh, by the God, elevator. It was so smelly. And oh. there were these two chairs, and you they would just be out there chain smoking yeah. with like Red Bulls, and those were like yeah. where all the conversations would be. Was there ever? I mean, it just. It was like, it must have just smelled insane before you walked in that door. It did. And I didn't smoke. Um, and so like everyone, like the producers were like, okay, y'all have to clean this place up. It's disgusting. Like there were ashes, <laughs> ashes on the carpet, on the floor. It was so gross. It smelled, it was bad. But anyway, they, everyone, no one smokes actually anymore. None of those people smoke anymore. I mean, that's, it's just why, cause I, I was watching that. I was like, what a different time. Like, it's just, it's smoking all the time. And that I was, was like, thing. yes, that was like early twenties. I was just chain smoking with friends, talking <laughs> these deep talks and deep thoughts and all of this stuff. Um, okay. Now, Steven, where you say you, you still text with Steven. Uh, yes. what is your relationship like with now with Steven now? Oh my God. He still picks on me. He's, he's hilarious. My husband and I like sometimes put him on a speakerphone and we all talk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're cool. Um, he uh, lives in LA and he's doing real estate and he's doing really well as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it seems like he was doing great. And then you told me to save Alton for last. So we are now back to Alton. Um, why is he last? Okay. He's last because he is the only person who I don't talk to on a regular basis. And the weird thing about Alton is that if I do a show and he's on it, like the last show that I did was uh, the All-Stars Challenge. And that was a few years ago. And Alton and I were completely fine. He loves me. I love him. Like we're giving each other hugs. So excited. But at the end, I'm like, so Alton, can I have your phone number? Like, so, you know, we, he's like, no, no, you cannot have my phone number. He's like, you're going to be FaceTiming me, calling me drunk with your friends. 
yeah, that's yes, exactly. You don't want that? Are you kidding me? He likes to be like very low key. I mean, nobody can ever get in touch with him. Folks, now is my favorite time of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor this week. And this week, so bad it's good. It's sponsored by our friends over at Thrive Market. That's thrivemarket.com. Now, that is a very important website that you are going to need to commit to memory because it has turned out to be a godsend in my life and now my parents' life because this is a go-to like one-stop shop for all of your grocery and household essentials. It is so convenient. You get everything quickly. You can get it shipped to your doorstep. It is a huge, huge time saver. Now, uh, I was looking at this and I was like, really, is this really, is this, is this going to be good for me? And then you go to thrivemarket.com and it just immediately is the coolest thing. Cause you can kind of shop by aisle. You have your food, you have your meat and seafood, you have your beverages, you have your soups, meals, and side dishes. You have your condiments and sauces. You got your snacks, your baking, your grains, pasta, bread. You got your ghee, your oils, your vinegars. You got your candy and chocolate. You got your canned and packaged food and spices and seasoning. You, it, it literally continues on, folks. This really is a one-stop shop, and it is kind of also a one-stop shop in its commitment to a healthier lifestyle for you. Um, they, you know, they even have some of my favorite brands, like even in the frozen meals, Amy's. Have you ever had Amy's frozen meals? I love them. They're 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 vegan and they're just kind of really delicious. But you can order chicken from them. You can order cuts of. Uh, I mean, just I'm looking at it right now. You can order organic chicken tenders delivered directly to you. You can order pork. You can order uh, grass fed ground beef patties. This truly has it all. I mean, it has your oat milk. It ha- I mean, like you can get chocolate. It kind of is everything cool in one place. Um, and as a Thrive Market member, I save money each and every single order. On average, I have saved over 30% each time. In the last order, I saved $23. $23. And it was delivered directly to me. These are kind of huge savings. And I got to tell you, anything with a very easy to use website is A++ in my book because I'm just like hitting buttons and stuff. But this is so easy to navigate. Plus, like I said, you get the extra savings when you put your favorites on recurring deliveries with AutoShip. Plus, you're in control. You get easily skip or pause AutoShip deliveries, but you can also place one-time orders when you need them. And the website also does this really cool thing where it tells you everything that you've recently viewed. You can make lists on there, the whole thing. Now, on top of the massive savings on each order, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes daily. It really does change daily. Um where it can give you cash back on so many brands and, and they have a price match guarantee. So not only does Thrive Market save me money, but they also save me time and time is the greatest uh, currency that we truly have. I love the filters on their website. Like I was just talking about all of those different areas that you can hit. Um, they have over 70. So whether you're looking for gluten-free snacks or non-toxic cleaning essentials, you can literally curate your own shopping experience with a click button. It's not just Spotify playlists anymore, folks. It's thrivemarket.com playlist just for your food. Now, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join they give it to another family in need. So this is the call to action to you guys. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order. That's 30% off. 
plus a free $60 gift. So go to thrivemarket.com, that's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T dot com slash so bad for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. So do me a favor, you guys, just go check it out for yourself because I think it's going to easily sell itself. So just go to thrivemarket.com slash so bad. It's also going to be in the show notes with a direct hyperlink that you can click onto that and it'll take you right to there, okay? Um, Okay, back to the show. So, uh, yeah, he's just very mysterious and I don't know a lot like what's going on with him, but every time I see him, he looks phenomenal. He hasn't aged a bit. Also one of the best smiles I've seen on television. I, I mean, know. the dude had like just the best smile. Like, that was the thing with yeah. your cast is that you didn't hate any of that. I mean, you had moments yeah. where you were like, I really don't like what you're doing, but you watch and you're like, oh man, every, all of these people in retrospect seem just like kind of good hearted going through your, their shit. I mean, and, and we got to watch that on television. Um, what sticks out to you uh, in regards to filming or are there any things that we didn't see? Are there, is there any like drama that was like so insane that didn't even make it to the show? You know what? One of the most alarming things that I saw rewatching it recently, and I was like, God, I cannot believe I had to Google it to see what happened to this guy. Our boss that we had for our job. Yes, the weird looking guy with the glasses and yeah, the Mark, yes. he sexually harassed us all, but mostly Irlon and Arissa, so hardcore. It was like at one point, like kind of sexual assault. It was so weird. But it's like no one really blinked an eye. We made comments like we were like, this is weird, right? Like, this is weird. But nowadays, this would have been really a big problem. I Googled it. And I think after the show aired, the Palms ended up firing him. Yeah, but, no, uh, I, he's in a couple of episodes. And, and I will say even watching it in retrospect, I had that reaction of like, I don't remember that guy being as sleazy as he looks now. Like, he doesn't look really so sleazy. uncomfortable. He like hops in bed whenever, you know, Arissa said she was naked and she didn't want him in her bed. He like gets under the covers with her forcefully. It was really weird. He like conned Irlon to go to his hotel room. It was just so, like, he was so inappropriate. That kind of, it, it was just a different time. And it's crazy to see where we've come from 21 years ago. It wasn't acceptable then, but now it's like, now. you definitely <laughs> need to check well, yourself if you're going to act like that. The other thing about the real world that goes without saying is that you don't, uh, you guys don't understand. I mean, a lot of you do, but the chokehold that MTV had on our culture, what a huge uh, network that was yeah. for, I mean, just music videos, TRL, uh, Road Rules, Real World. It had so much and we were glued to our sets and it was a different time. Like MTV just plays ridiculousness now and that's it. Ugh, and it's super that. Oh, I do too. And it's so basic and they have so much good TV and I don't know why uh, they don't do more of it. Paramount plus, by the way, you guys has a couple of seasons of real world as well. Plus they just yanked this. They had the real world homecoming with a couple of seasons. And I was so hoping that they were going to continue that show because I thought you or Hawaii would have been next in line for a homecoming season. Had you been approached about that? I was asked, um, but from what I understand, <clears throat> one person in our cast was a firm no, and you could probably guess who it was. The person who now I can well now that you just said what you said, I mean I'm yeah. guessing it would be Alton. Yeah. No, no. Oh, so Bryn, Bryn, sorry. No, Bryn. Frank. <laughs> Fro. <laughs> well, I thought Alton because he's like he keeps low key. I thought that. 
Well, no, Frank, he was, was going to actually do it. Alton was, but Frank, it's like, hello, you looked amazing on the first on the the first time you did television. I don't know why he would ever think that he would look any different than he does. He is the nicest guy ever. Yeah, and Frank was like, guys, he was like this gentle, nerdy, funny guy, and he yeah. was also ripped, but he was insecure, but yeah. he was ripped. Like he was like these guys were like working out constantly. It was like constantly. so it, it grossed me out watching again. I was like, <laughs> do not work out this much. I um, know. That sucks because you guys would have been, you and Hawaii would have been the seasons that I really would love to see where you guys are now together. Yeah. Um, so uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, we have a little bit more time here. If they, Are you okay with keep, yeah, keeping Yeah, this is okay, fun. Cool. Okay, as long as it's have, fun for just you. Just having my afternoon wine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I love that this is potentially what she'd be doing anyways. Um, mm-hmm. Now, um, by the way, you need to start some kind of New Orleans service where we can party with you. Like, I mean, that's now that's the next goal is to party with Trichelle is to go like we can give the money to charity. You just come on club down. <laughs> um, so you you get done with the real world. It's 2002 or 2003 when this is all airing. And is it true that you then moved to Los Angeles and you were a waitress in Westwood? Is that true? Oh God. Yeah. I want to say that the restaurant name was like Palomino or something. It was a really cute restaurant in Westwood. And I started waiting tables and then our promos started airing like the, like the commercials for the show. And it was with, this is going to take you back again. Like, I'm so glad that you understand these old references. Our promos were with Method Man, Red Man, and Foxy Brown. And they were like, so we had filmed with them. And so um, that was our whole thing. And so people at the restaurant were like, wait, are you the girl that's about to be on the real world? Like in the Vegas one, the MTV? And at first I would say no, but then people were like, no, it's you. So I was taking so much time talking to the people that I couldn't get my food out in time. And my manager was like, this is a problem. Like you can't work here anymore. <laughs> you were, well, so I got I mean, fired. And what's crazy. <laughs> this is before cell phones. You got, I mean, it were before the yeah. phones that like you take the pictures <laughs> with, I mean, it was right around like, and so it would have been even worse now, but that time were you out here in Los Angeles going like, Hey, I'm going to pursue acting. What was the dream after no. filming the real world? The crazy thing is that my roommates and I were so attached at the hip because we had stayed there. We were one of the casts that that filmed the the longest. We were there for almost six months, like five and a half months. Can you imagine half a year of your life spent with these people? And then they just like want us all to go back to our hometowns. And me, my hometown is Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Well, not hometown, but college town, yeah. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, these people are basic as fuck. <laughs> like, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. And so uh, I was like, I want to, I want to be with my friends. And so you know, Frank was going to UCLA, I think at the time for grad school and Steven was out there and everyone just moved to LA, like literally everyone. And so you didn't have a goal of being no. an actor or anything like that. No, you were just I wanted to wait tables in Westwood and they let's, wouldn't let me. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a major goal. Everybody moves to LA to be a waiter in Westwood. That's the big goal like that in acting. But so you do that, the show starts airing and the show is a hit, even though you are kind of being like, you know, a little bit brutalized with these kind of slut shaming content, uh, comments yeah. and stuff. But you do realize now the heat has gotten even like more in terms of people recognize you everywhere. When you go out, you're going to the MTV movie award you're on red carpets talk about that kind of exposure because being on the real world is one thing being there now when you are a pseudo celebrity and you do not have a training manual for that what is that experience like is it completely exciting or is it scary or is it a mix of both i i don't remember being scared i remember fully being so excited and in awe that 
people that were real celebrities even knew who I was. Like real celebrities were like, oh my God, like we go to the VMAs and like Jennifer Lopez and like all these other people were like, we love you. Like stopping (laughs) whenever they're on the red carpet being like, oh my God. And I mean, they're like real celebrities that are just like, are Alton and Irland still together? Like what's going on with this person? Give me the dirt. Yeah. And so I just remember being like, this is so strange. And I loved it. And I loved LA so much. And I had so much fun. I met best friends of my, for my entire life there that I still am in contact with. And so, yeah, I just, I, I kind of miss those young days. I know. That's like, <laughs> I, I was out in LA during that time as well. I mean, I'm still here, but it, it was, t- and also the club scene was very funny. Cause that was like, oh you know, God. you had Joseph's on Monday night. You had, Jet, oh, yes! you, had you had all of these, like, you know, you had all the stuff on the Hills, you had Bolt house, you had all, yeah. it was a different time. And it really was this kind of wild thing of you would plan like what was the sushi restaurant on Sunset that Ashton Kutcher was a part owner of, uh, and then oh, you would and, go over? Uh, what not was it? Katsuya. No, 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 no. It was like, but it was like, oh, it was right near the Katsuya on Sunset. But it was like all of these things. But oh, it was all. Oh God, I forget the name. It wasn't Geisha. No, Geisha House. Geisha House. Geisha House. Yeah. Will Vilmer Valderrama and Ashton Kutcher yeah. were part owners in that. And Mike Boogie from Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very. Uh, you have a huge club promoter, but like <laughs> you would just kind of go. I mean, that it was when clubbing really meant something in Los Angeles. I wonder but- that now because you know what? First off, to to be clear, I have not bought uh, like a gossip magazine in in a couple of years. I just. Now you You're just online the now. You exactly. just, yeah, go. But I remember that back in the day, it like when I was going out to clubs, it was the day of like Paris, Lindsay, Britney, yes. everyone was wilding out and like showing their crotch and like getting out of car, <laughs> getting drunk, falling on their face, dancing <laughs> on tables. And it was so fun. The vibe was amazing. Now these kids are like hanging out at Earth Cafe, drinking coffee. I'm like, why don't get in a club? Show your and then day, Yeah, go shake your ass <laughs> in a club. They're all TikTok and their coffee and their arrow no, wanderers. I don't like club. it. <laughs> um, was there one celebrity experience when you first hit that you were like, oh my God, because you were saying J-Lo was coming up to us. Mm. Was there any kind of really weird celebrity interaction um, that you had, not in terms of dating, but just in terms of like, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll ask that in a second, but is there any terms of like things that are like, oh man, this, uh, you know, Danny DeVito approached me and like just started oh. talking me up. He probably yes, did. I do have Wait. one. No, not Danny DeVito. Oh, I was like Danny um, DeVito. Okay. Al Pacino. I was actually at a Laker game and uh, this is going to be like a little bit of a humble brag. I was, I was behind courtside. So I was like right behind and um, Al Pacino was right there. And he was it Al Pacino or hang on. Or was yeah. it Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. Sorry. No, not Al Pacino. Because Al Pacino was like, hey, how you doing, Trisha? Sorry, Hello. Jack Nichol- Sorry, it was Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is famous for his courtside seats at yes. Lakers games. Okay, yes. so this, this, it was him. So anyway, he's in front of me. And I don't know if it was his daughter or a niece or who it was that was with him. And he turns around to me and is like, hi, uh, I just want to ask you. She wants to take a picture with you. He's like something about MTV. And I was like. Yeah, sure. Oh my! <laughs> so he takes our photo, and I was st- so starstruck. I didn't ask him for one, and so I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I was sweating. It was so cool. Knowing Jack Nicholson, I'm shocked he didn't be like, "And now let's take one of me and you." You know, like I'm shocked <laughs> he didn't like that. I mean, the, guys, 
Jack Nicholson had a hold on the front row, a courtside yeah. of Lakers. I mean, just just a genius actor. But that's got to be amazing to come from that small town Absolutely. and then be like where people are knowing who you are. Um, was there any dark sides of Hollywood for you during that time period and that period of like kind of intense fame? Yeah, um, I would say the... I would say the drug scene was pretty gnarly. Honestly, um, I have been like around people that I was pretty sure that were about to overdose. And that was pretty scary. I had to like call like 911. I mean, this is kind of really dark, but <laughs> no, no, this, I mean, but that's the reality. I used to be a nightclub manager in Los Angeles and, yeah. you know, I was around, you know, that stuff would go to like five in the morning, six that you just stumble out and it would be wild. The party scene was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. but, uh, I guess that's one good thing about people nowadays not going to the, clubs as much as like they're a little bit healthier now but <laughs> who needs health i mean my god we'll do that we'll deal with that in heaven come on um okay so then the other thing as i'm doing my research on you and this is uh you're you're probably ready for this uh, i'm gonna go through some rumors of people that you've dated or I hooked up with not ready for this but okay <laughs> okay well i thought you could no, there, there's a, okay <laughs> is it true you you dated mike the miz another real worlder and you went on uh like fear factor or the you, you, you did you date the miz I did. I did for oh for a minute. Yeah, we were yeah. Pretty, like we really really liked each other. Um and we did Fear Factor after we broke up. But you know what? We always remained friends and he is the best motivator ever and he is the coolest guy. So, and he actually just did me a favor. He recorded cuz he's not on Cameo. I had to text and see if he would record a happy birthday video for one of my fr uh, friends that loves wrestling and he did it. So that was nice. <laughs> it Thanks, seems Mike. like you it seems like you have good relationships with everybody. Is that is that kind of always how you've been, or is there not, not everyone? <laughs> you're like, no, no. Is, tell me one person you hate, Trishel. Please tell me one person you really dislike. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, on the last challenge, me and my really good friend Katie, we still haven't really talked, and so oh, we really? got into a fight on the show, and people were like, yeah. "Is that fake?" And I'm like, "Uh, no, actually, we still have not spoken. It's crazy." She was a bridesmaid in my wedding. I was a bridesmaid in her wedding. We lived together for like seven years in Los Angeles. Like it was bananas. Okay. This is the, there's got two more of these questions of the relationship. Only two. I've dated so many more. Okay. Well you, you please, you can feel these are the ones Leonardo DiCaprio. I wouldn't exactly say, call it dating. Okay. I don't, that's what I'm, I'm using dating very loosely, but you've had an interaction with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. He actually was a fan of the show too. Um, he was one of the ones who was very, very invested in Alton and Irulan's relationship. I love that he's hitting on you and he's like, but real, what's going on with Alton? What's going on? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what he was like, are Alton and uh, Irulan still together? I was like, actually, yeah, they li live in Huntington beach. And he was like, that's so crazy. It's like, he's probably in his mind. Like, I wonder if I could go there and find them. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> you think Trishel will take me to their place? Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, it's funny. <laughs> so you had a brief interaction with him. Uh, whatever you don't want to take from that. And then this is one. And this is like, I, I personally have been a huge fan. And this guy is not as uh, famous as he once was, but he's his, his music has meant something to me for a long time. And I get made fun of a lot for this. Did you ever have a relationship with Adam Duritz, the lead singer of Counting Crows? Okay, so this is like a really weird thing. We, how did this even happen? I'm trying to think. 
we kind of, I don't remember how we met or how he got my number, but we were texting back and forth for a while and talking and whatever. And then we like went out to coffee and somehow a photographer, I think it was, it ended up in Us Weekly, but a photographer caught us. Now, granted, he wanted to meet at the coffee bean on Sunset. Like, hey, are you trying Which, by the to way, like- that's where Perez Hilton used to work out of, the coffee bean on yeah, Sunset. I'm like, what are you trying to make somebody jealous? And he has like- huge <laughs> dreads. He had huge yeah. dreads at the time. You can't miss Adam Duritz. Well, I was actually trying to be like a little incognito. I had like a beanie on and like a sweater or something. So anyway, whatever. We met for coffee, but we were talking for a minute. Um, he's very, very sweet and kind. But they had an o- a whole article based on one photo about me cooking him dinner and it's getting serious. And I'm like, where are these sources coming from? Like I was not cooking him dinner anyway. So yeah, that's okay. So you had a a little flirtation with Adam Durant. I just love the thought of you guys texting back and forth. Okay. Now that's surprisingly down to earth. I, I would hope, let's see. Good. Finally, not a, he wasn't a horrible guy basically. Right. That's what I want to know. Okay. Okay, who uh, who else have you dated? That's all I got. Do you want to do you want to be <laughs> forthcoming about who else you've dated that I Let, don't know? Let's just say I'm really happy that in the early stages of this, there weren't there wasn't that much like people on boots on the ground like with gossip sites. Okay, because <laughs> yes. I mean you would be on Demois all the time. Like Demois would be you would be spotted all the time. There was a few, but I will say that. Um, in those days, I used to love going to New York um, because in New York, there were the clubs were like super strict about paparazzi and like photographers. And like you go to these like underground kind of clubs over there and you could do what you wanted. You can make out with who you wanted and nobody was taking pictures of you. Maybe there was a rumor, but like nobody had hard evidence. In L.A., it was like the opposite. Like you couldn't do anything. Couldn't even dance on a table. My manager actually like text me or called me the next day one time in LA and was like, I heard that you were out until whatever time dancing on a table. I'm like, wait, but, and by the way, you mean your manager, like a, a, a business manager, not your yeah. manager at the restaurant. Like, no. if, so people <laughs> like you guys, when you go to LA, you know, if you're successful, you need an agent and a manager. So you're oh, talking yeah, to manager sorry. that would book you events and things like that. Yes. And he was like, you're, by the way, nowadays managers are like, please dance on the table. We need you in the newspapers. In oh some no, they did not like it back then. I was like, have, have people seen the show? Like, I'm not going to be like, winning an Oscar tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, this is 20 years ago. You had this huge thing of fame and you've kind of popped up here and there and there, but you've actually really then lived a very real life. I mean, you were dating, you've dated on Tinder, you've dated all of this stuff. Um, Is this something that you are proud of? Is this something that, because I would imagine you get stopped all the time about people telling you how much this show means to them. And I don't even say that in any kind of joking way. It really does mean something to people. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm proud. I'm more proud that, you know, my husband is an amazing guy and I've met him and I'm proud that I'm in that relationship. And I feel very blessed that, you know, I have an amazing life in, um, in Louisiana, but, uh, I miss some of the, the moments in LA. I miss the struggle. I loved LA for that. Like it was my absolute favorite time as far as like, whenever you go there and you have no furniture and you're trying to wait tables and you're doing all these things, yeah. it was just fun. I was trying to explain to somebody of like, you know, in your 20, I was like, I was, wor- I, wor- I worked at that Burke Williams up on sunset and Crescent Heights. Remember yeah. like in that, that whole thing. And then we, we'd have this uh, oh, yeah. dive. Yeah. We would have this dive bar. It was oh, called coach and horses, coach and horses. Oh, yes. on sunset. 
They had the best jukebox and me and my buddy Pat, we would watch real world and then we would go to that dive bar and we would drink till two in the morning. And that was when you didn't have any hangovers the next day and you could go right <laughs> back to work. And it was this really lovely time that you don't, you only think about in retrospect as being lovely. Cause during the time you're just struggling. You're just like, I don't even know, Hey, do I have money to like buy drinks tonight? Do I have yeah. this? Do I, it was really kind of this. I romanticize it now. Um, if you could go back and do any of this again, is there anything that you would do differently? I, I can't say yes, because that would be like changing who I am as a person. Because whenever yeah. I did the real world, um, I needed to have all this, these experiences. I needed to kiss a girl to figure out like if that's the route that I wanted or not. Sorry, my like little light keeps on shutting off. No, I'm okay. trying to make it bright so that you could see me. It's so dark in here. I can, yeah, um, no, I can totally see you even without the okay. light. But that's great. oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a time that um, I just feel like I needed to have to to kind of like build who I am as a person. And so, no, I don't take any of it back. It was amazing. That's I'm I'm so happy about that. Um, <laughs> we're wrapping this up, but I do want to ask. You do talk about watching like Real Housewives or things like that. What yeah. what does Rochelle watch? What do you what are you like? I gotta watch this show every week. Okay, so uh, I love God. It's so weird. I it took me so long to get into uh, Housewives of Potomac. Cause whenever people are like, Oh, you need to watch this. I'm like, I'm doing, I'm watching like four of them right now. Like, it was too much. Like that was the but, same with Potomac. I was like, guys, I I'm watching four much. housewives and then you watch it and it's amazing. Okay. Right. Potomac is my favorite. It is by far my favorite, like of all the housewives. What's I'm your like, favorite character oh, on Potomac? It. It's hard. It changes so much. Um, I think the last season, I used to love Giselle, but now, no, I'm kind of over her. And Robin, I don't even get me started with her. I'm like really pissed about the whole situation. Dude, Robin, I mean, by the way, Robin, I'm still so pissed that she like didn't talk about the Juan cheating scandal no. until afterwards and hit it behind a Patreon episode. I'm like, you signed up for television. Trishel shared her life on Real World, <laughs> damn it. She I fought know. for your and you're not going to share Thank your you. I agree. I felt that about Robin too. And I was like, how are y'all going to like come after Candace's husband the way it, that it they It made me did. like Candace better. And I, yes. I, a couple seasons ago, I wasn't a big Candace fan. And Same. then this season, I was like, so I was like, now I kind of get Candace. I started disliking Giselle a little more. Yeah. I started disliking Robin. You've got to watch Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock, the new season. Okay, it has start that. Yeah. It has Giselle, Candace. I don't know if you watch Salt Lake. Right? Yeah, yeah Portia, Heather, Whitney, Leah McSweeney from New York. It has like a whole thing and they throw them in Thailand for like a week and oh a half. God. And it's the three first three episodes are out. It's really good already. And Giselle's already doing that thing where she sticks her nose in everybody's business and just but like. But she don't want to share her own. <laughs> that's no, exactly one of the conversations at the table. And Candace was like, that's it. She doesn't share. Mm -mm. So good. So, so another thing that I'm ups I'm I'm kind of worried about. This is what I heard about Ultimate Girls Trip is that okay, I was always a Heather Gay stan, and I heard that in two episodes I'm going to be like she's done. Okay, were you so you were even a stan in the third season when she was a rider dying with Jen Shaw the whole time because that's where it lost me. Well, yeah, I was only because I was like, you know what, she's a good friend, and like you know, I I like a friend that's like no matter what I do you like, you won't get rid of me. Like, I like a friend like that. Actually, that's why I lost my friend Katie. Cause she wasn't a ride or die. And I, yeah, I but if it's, were you, were like you, that. were you stealing from the elderly, Trishel? 
Was that why? Was that why the fight happened? Well, that, like, you're not protecting me from me stealing from the elderly. It's a valid point. Was <laughs> <laughs> not, but yeah. But, but I, I, the whole black eye thing, I was kind of pissed about because I'm like, one of the things that I pride myself on is that I have never in television. I've done a lot of shows, never faked a storyline because I don't need to fake a storyline. They, they find me. And so, like, I didn't like that other day. By the way, wait, wait. That's your housewife tagline. I don't need to fake a storyline. They find me. That's a great tagline. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's a good one. But, yeah, I, Heather Gay, like, it, she kind of lost me with a black eye. I was like, girl, you do not need to do that. Um, yeah, she so. wiffle waffles between, like, innocence and then, like, shit talking completely. Like, and it's like, yeah. pick, one, pick one lane. Either you're completely innocent or you know exactly what you're doing. And this season, I found it like she was just, she was self-producing a lot. She wasn't being honest on camera. And I think the audience started to feel that. And I felt that on Girls Trip the first three episodes. Okay, so self-producing, that's a big thing. I feel like I have completely stopped watching or care, no, not stopped watching. I still watch, but I care less about Beverly Hills for that reason. I feel like, and I, I, I know she is beloved Kyle. I'm just like Kyle and Dorit. I feel like they think of all their storylines before. It seems so not genuine. So middle of the road. It's People like pick a side. To be like, no, like I don't, I don't like that at all. I don't. And then like Rinna, by the way, Rinna, on the other hand, then became to me a caricature of herself where she stopped being a real person at all. Cause she would just be like, ha, 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 and she would like be screaming and yelling. And yes. to me, it read completely false. Yeah. Um, so it was good in this kind of weird drag queenish, funny, dramatic <laughs> way. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, this yeah. is grand, but it's not real. Yeah. But you're right. You kind of check out. But I always think that's why I love going back to watch the real world. And I recommend everybody doing this before they pull it on Netflix season 12. You have to like search for it because somebody mm -hmm. did the other day and couldn't find it, but it's there. But it reminds you of a time when we actually did see real life on television. Oh yeah. And it's, it was so refreshing. Uh, what else? Anything else you're, you're watching? Even scripted? What do you guys watch? Um, Oh, well, we finished The Last of Us. Whew, that was that was good. How, how many um, times did your did your dude cry every episode? Yeah. Oh, sorry, not The Last of Us. I was sorry, I was thinking sorry, thinking oh. about the NBC show um uh This Is Us. Sorry. This oh, is This us. Is Us. We watched that too and he cried. Okay. He That's crying. what I was saying. Yeah. The Last of Us. Yeah, I finished that too. That was insane. That is very good. Um, but as far as oh, oh, I want to ask you, uh Miami, who is your favorite, not favorite? I see. Are you, so you watch Miami? Yeah, I'm all caught up. I love it. So I, I'm a really, who I really believe in that could go far if they have another season. I think Dr. Nicole is like a, a, a like a real one to watch. Mm -hmm. I think she could get really great. Alexia and Marisol are hysterical because they're just shit stirs and they've been there so long. I don't necessarily agree with them, but I love them as housewives. Yeah. Marza is just a complete mess. I mean, just, but a mess in a way that you want to watch. And I just don't even know how her mind works. I just, it's, it's wild, but I'm trying to think who my favorite is. Um, who's your favorite on the show? Uh, okay. This is so weird. Someone asked me this the other day and I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. They were like, who do you identify with the most on Miami? And I was like, this is crazy because I don't like her when I watch her, but I am very much like her Larsa because here's really? the thing. If I am mad and I feel hurt by someone, I do not mince words. And I can be very biting and say things 
now. I mean, my first. Yeah, yeah. My you first were, that, that was role. not you in real no, life. No, I was an angel, but like, I was like, kind of like, I don't know. I was just like, oh, la, la, like kind of everything's. Fine. Yeah. But no, now I have found my voice since then. And so, uh, no, I definitely can see. And Larsa is the same way. She, if she so feels you like saying she's you... backed into a corner, she is just going to. Well, and also she seems like she collects information on everybody and then she uses it at weird times. Yeah, I'm not like, that it's like, calculated. Okay, that's what I was wondering. I was like, no. do you collect information on people and then no. just be like, hey, wait, I know you slept with everybody at your job. Peace, you know? Yeah, no, definitely not. But I think that whenever she she has something, if somebody kind of comes to her, she'll she'll like say it in a very mean way. Um, well, Trisha, yeah. now I'm wondering why you have not watched Vanderpump Rules. I know, weird, huh? This okay. <laughs> listen, I was because you were like, should I watch it? I was like, no, stay away from it. But now I'm going to be like, I'm going to give you the biggest gift ever. Start at season one. And by the way, it'll remind you a lot of Los Angeles and the times we were talking about, yeah. about these friends all sleeping with each other, going to clubs, drinking. Okay. I'm telling you, I think you will love it. And and maybe if you do love it, maybe months down the line, you'll come on and talk about it again, because I would so love to get more of your takes on reality uh, shows yeah. and all of this stuff. Um how do we support you, Trishelle? Like, is there anything you're involved in? No, like you're obviously, I don't mean support in that you need, yeah. like, obviously you're fine, but is there things that you're involved in that we Yes, can I'm, I'm actually involved in a lot of charity organizations. And um, there's one in particular that I'm about to post about, because I can't now, but um, it's, um, uh, I'll be posting about it soon on my Instagram at Trishelle C. And um, if you guys would like to donate, it's for cancer. So, um, but I have an honor in New Orleans. I'm one of 24 people that's going to be honored and um, raising money for this. And it's kind of a, you know, prestigious thing in the city. Um, so anyway, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm co-chairing an event for another charity organization. So I'm involved in a lot of philanthropy in the city. And then um, we, my husband and I are doing like a lot of real estate investments. Oh, and if you guys like wine, this is what I was going to ask about. It's on your Instagram is that you have like, what is the, the wine deal? Did you, do you have a wine? It's Elsa Christopher, Elisa Christopher, Elisa wine. Christopher. um, actually it's a family wine from my husband's family. Um, his dad has a small vineyard in college station, Texas, but his sister just bought one in uh, Fredericksburg, which is the hill country in Texas. And they make a lot of wineries outside of Austin. And so she has, wineries. If you want to go to my Instagram, they're delicious. I'm drinking the white Vermentino right now. It's amazing. Well, I, we love to drink wine here, so I will definitely yeah. be purchasing that. And <laughs> like, my, my mom's struggling with cancer right now. Can I make a donation in her name? Like, yes, are you allowed absolutely. to do those, those kind of things? Absolutely. Um, this has been such an honor to talk to you. I'm not even joking. You were one of the people I think I even mentioned on my first show three years ago of people that I would love to talk to one day. And thank you so much for being as amazing as everybody Thank has said, you. because I've, I've met people that have like, oh, I bumped into Trishelle years ago. She was the nicest. Everybody Aww. always says the best things about you. But thank you for going down memory lane with me. And I know there's Thank so you, many cool memories to come for you. So I hope you'll come on again sometime. I would love that. Thank you so much. And listen, kisses to your mom and prayers. I appreciate that. All right. Betches.